From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. Josh Branstead has been president of Minneapolis development company Greco for the past five years. At the start of the year, he was named managing partner and now has a 50% ownership in the business. A New Underwood, South Dakota native, Branstead worked his way up to his leadership role from running the books for one of Greco's apartment buildings. Now, 37, he will be running much of Greco's workload and leading the company's 45 employees. Earlier this year, Greco finished work on the Sable condominiums it built as part of United Properties' The Nordic Project. Located just down the street from Greco's offices, in the Copham apartment building the company renovated in the Minneapolis North Loop neighborhood. Greco currently manages about 900 apartments in the Twin Cities, but is seeking to grow that number to 2,500 in the coming years. In late January, reporter Matt Johnson spoke with Branstead and Greco founder Arnie Gregory to learn more about Branstead and his rise to co-lead the company. Josh Branstead, thank you for sitting down with Finance and Commerce to talk about your new role with Greco and the company's future as a developer. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, we wanted to learn, you know, how did you get into this, this line of work? Um, it's, it's kind of a funny story. It's, I guess you would say it's almost by accident. Um, I really didn't know much about um, real estate coming out of college. Um, I went to the University of North Dakota, like you mentioned, and it was, you know, kind of last semester and I was in the need of a, a job. It was 08, uh, so you, you can kind of realize what was going on at that point in time, 08, 09. And uh, I'd come across a, a job posting for, uh, at the time, Arnie was uh, opening a project in Uptown called Blue. and. Uh, they needed a, uh, a business manager, and I had an accounting and finance background. So I applied, uh, was, was offered the, the position, and uh, really, started out, um, really started out leasing apartments for the first couple months, doing the, the background or back of house uh, accounting and uh, bookwork there at Blue. And uh, you know, in 08, 09, it was, it was a pretty interesting time. With, with where the economy was going, things that were happening in the marketplace, it, uh, it really allowed me an opportunity to get involved on a, a variety of different facets at Greco of not only just doing site level accounting and coming up through the operations side of the, of the business, but also the ability to see the other sides of the business, see what we were doing on the development side, see what we were doing on a larger portfolio finance accounting side. And so from there, just kind of navigated my way through uh, using my accounting and finance background and then eventually you know kind of moving into more of a project management role within a couple of years and uh, as, as we just kind of propelled forward and came out of the downturn um, uh, 
coming out of that downturn, it was, you know, towards the end of 2010, um, where Arnie broke ground on Flux and had the opportunity to really see firsthand, kind of start to finish how to manage a project. And, and really at that point in time, truly fell in love with, you know, real estate development, the property management world, what we were doing. Um, and, and from there, we, we continued on moving into the North Loop, uh, doing a handful of projects there, and then returning back to Uptown, uh, finalizing kind of the second phase of Blue, which was Lime at the time. And then uh, throughout that time period, too, we worked on, you know, a couple senior housing projects. So, you know, in, the, in a very short amount of time, I was given a lot of really great opportunities. And all of those I owe, you know, really to Arnie, um, these, these great opportunities to learn the business inside and out, learn it from ground up, uh, and then also to be able to see it from a high level perspective. And I think, you know, one of the things that's always been really interesting to me about Greco is that we don't have, uh, you know, we've never had really kind of this formulaic approach to what we do. Each project has always truly been different. Uh, try to stay innovative in how we've approached uh, the new projects, how we staff, how we operate, how we design, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's, all, that's all because of Arnie, of what he set here for a foundation at Greco. Arnie Gregory has joined us uh, for part of this interview. I uh, wanted to follow that up. What did you see in Josh? You hired him for one role, and you've watched him over the last 12 years. What did you see in him that finally told you at some point, hey, I want this guy to help run this business and, and be the business's leader of the future? Well, I, it, first of all, I, you know, I, I got to know Josh at a very young age, uh, coming out of college, as he said. And uh, um, as, as I've watched him go through the the, the various disciplines, if you will, from business manager to leasing to, you know, uh, construction. Uh, he really just had the opportunity, I mean, he's had the, the you know, ability, not opportunity, ability to do it all. And, um, you know, so it's, it's just felt right. Um, known him for 10 years. This is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time at some point in time. So I knew this is the kind of transition, you know, this is an interesting business in that um, you can get into it a lot of different ways. And, you know, I don't, I don't have any kids that want to get in the business. We have a lot of great employees here at Greco. I mean, I think that is really the foundation of our success. We would like to keep all of that going. Josh is a young man. I want to go and do some different things in my life. And in this business, I think you need to be here. You need to be in the present. And you know what? I like them. I trust them. I think um, all of our peers in the industry like them. They've told me that. They think I have somebody that's good here. And you know what? I just want him to be able to take the next step. So it's just a very comforting uh, transition for me and for everybody that works here. Back to you, Josh. Um, which which projects are you working on right now, and what sort of new projects that you maybe haven't announced yet might we see coming onto your plate and the company's plate in the next year? 
Yeah, currently we are working on our second phase of a project that um, we completed the first phase at the end of 2018 in Shoreview uh, called Loden SV, a uh, project that we worked um, hand in hand with our partner at Eagle Ridge Partners, John Scholz and Kristen Meyer over there. But really, we're, we're able to additionally work with the city and, and deliver a product that hadn't really been brought to the, the Shoreview market yet. And, as part of that project, we have a second phase that'll deliver another 200 units, um, and we'll break ground on that this May. Um, so that'll be completed in the uh, you know the summer of 2021. Additionally, we've been as some of the work uh, related to the work that we did in Shoreview, um, we've been working with the city of Champlin for a, a site that they've you know they've been underway for about 20 years that they've owned for about 20 years now called Mississippi Crossings. And uh, it's a project that's pretty unique to the city. It's really the gateway to the city. Uh, sits right on the riverfront, and um, we've we've been working since last last July with the uh, city of Champlin. And what we'll do there is we're going to deliver about 214 uh, market rate units, which will be the first, from what I understand, the first market rate units that have been delivered in the city of Champlin since uh, for the last 15 years, I believe, 15, 20 years, I believe. Um, additionally, we are going to be working with them on some really unique uh, riverfront improvements uh, that could include a restaurant, a hotel, event center, uh, amphitheater, uh, public pavilion, um, really trying to engage the riverfront, uh, which there's only a few cities that have the ability to do that, but really engage that riverfront for, uh, you know, to become an asset to the city and create, you know, 12 months, 12 months of activity along that riverfront versus just really primarily for the, for the summer components. Um, additionally, you know, we, um, Arnie owns a couple parking lots that are still active down here in the North Loop, and I think those are things in the future as we look forward, um, you know, what are the right, what are the right projects for those sites? Uh, they're, you know, one I would argue is probably the, the last and best site on Washington Avenue in the North Loop uh, at 753 Washington. I think, uh, you know, it, it would probably be really easy for us to, put together a development and put something on that site but I think you know that just isn't really our 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 way of doing business I think it, you know we, we want to give it a lot of thought and uh, really make sure that what we put there is the right thing for the neighborhood we obviously are heavily invested in this neighborhood with uh, the Copham else warehouse and the other developments we've done here we're headquartered here in the North Loop so I think whatever we do on that site and then uh, we also have a site behind a project we did a few years ago behind us warehouse at 715 North 2nd Street um, whatever we do on both of those sites you know we want to make sure that they really complement the progression of this neighborhood and where it's where it's headed and then you know from there on uh, kind of to be determined you know we, we we look at a lot of different opportunities throughout the the marketplace I think the, the things that we do know is that We'll stay central to the Twin Cities. This is our, you know, backyard, and we don't have any, uh, you know, visions for going outside of, outside of this market. And what we do, what we do end up doing in developing, you know, we'll make sure that we're, you know, we understand the neighborhoods well, and the product that we deliver is going to really complement the fabric of the neighborhoods and in the need. Looking at these these projects we've talked about today, um, Greco's done a considerable amount of work as a joint venture development partner or development partner with with other developers in the past. Uh, what is the company's future in terms of working in this model and and maybe also doing solo development work? What's that that balance that you're looking at? 
I think we've done a considerable amount of, of solo development work as well. Um, you know, we have worked with uh, a variety of different partners on our on our projects, and yeah, I would say most recently we have done uh, quite a bit of work with other other development groups. And I think that's you know, I think we're pretty flexible and fluid in how we approach each project. I think each project's unique. It, it has its own dynamics, and you get brought into opportunities for certain reasons. I think one of the things that has really, <clears throat> excuse me, been a catalyst for our, our development success has really been our operational expertise and our operational success. Um, I think when we when we talk to partners, when we talk to new, you know, look, review new development opportunities with other partners, I think one of the things that people continue to come back to is looking at um, how well we're able to operate our projects and uh, the successes we're able to have on our lease up, stabilizing the assets, and then achieving the, you know, achieving or exceeding the returns that that are, are needed for the project. So, really, when I when I look at it, I think you know we when we partner with other groups, uh, I think that that's one of the reasons that we do that is they they are looking for an experienced, uh, well seasoned operator that can you know deliver on what their vision is for the site. Now, on our own sites that we deliver and develop on our own, I think we'll continue to pursue those opportunities. But um, yeah, I think as as we move forward, the uh, you know. Partnering with other local developers or even out-of-town developers uh, will continue to be a part of our part of our method. Shifting gears a little bit um, away from work, what do you like to do when you're not working? Uh, I'm guessing you're going to be working a lot more as a managing partner, but there's there's still that opportunity. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, my uh, my wife is, you know, my number one rock, and I try to do I try to do once a quarter. Her and I get together and try to get out of town, just the two of us. We have three young kids, eight, seven, and five, and in the time that I'm not spending just directly one on one with my wife, where we always try to incorporate our kids in whatever we do. Um, and with that, I try to what. <laughs> One of the things I've been trying to do is uh, coach one sport for each uh, each kid uh, every year, and it's becoming a little harder and harder because I don't know how to do gymnastics, and my daughter really likes gymnastics, and I, I don't know that I'm really good at that, but I'm really good with my two my two boys, uh, you know, coaching football and basketball, uh, those kind of things. And then I think you know, outside of uh, you know, when we do have time to do other things, uh, you know, I love to be in the outdoors. Uh, not so much fishing or trying to find fish. I like to catch fish, but uh, outside of that, I really like, um, you know, kind of, I, I wouldn't call it extreme sports, but anything that kind of gets the adrenaline going, uh, snowmobiling, hunting, backcountry hunting specifically. Uh, and we like to be out on the water a lot uh, in the summers. It's um, kind of anything to be outside moving around. Another question about your free time, some of it anyway. Um, you have to know a lot to do the job that you do. So I'm curious about what you read to kind of keep up with your industry, keep up with what you need to know. And then are you able to throw any reading in there for pleasure as well? Yeah, yeah kind of weird fact. Uh, I do not like reading at all. Uh, so I'm more of a podcast uh, blog guy. If I do, if I do read, I've got to be done in two or three minutes. I kind of I tend to lose my uh, lose my drive to read. But you know, when it comes to industry um, items, 
you know, multifamily executives have always been a, a favorite of mine. It's a it's a mag magazine publication that I follow a lot. I do follow a lot of the finance and commerce, but uh, you know, outside of outside of just industry based reading and whatnot, one of the things I really enjoy doing. Um, I have two podcasts that I listen to pretty religiously. One's uh, the Bible Project that just came out this year. It's a uh, it's a uh, these two guys they do these YouTube videos. So I'm kind of enamored by this YouTube uh, movement that's going on right now. But they do these two they do these YouTube uh, videos. Plus they they read through it and they they take you through the Bible over a course of a year, which has been really been really interesting to kick off here in the new year. And then I do another one called All Pro Dad. It's put together by this guy named Mark Merrill and uh, Tony Dungy's a, a, a speaker on it and writes a lot of articles within it. Uh, but it's really about a three to four minute read each day, and it's really, you know, one day it can be top five things to do with your kids to, you know, get them outside or you know how to set up a date night for your wife. Just you know, things are moving so fast in today's world. It feels like that. Having those bits and pieces of things that you can always go to, uh, I find that kind of enjoyable for what you know for what I do. One last sort of personal question here: Do you have any words, sayings that you live by, like to put up in your office? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, my when I was at the University of North Dakota, um, I played football there, uh, and I played for a guy named Dale Lennon. And he said something to us one time, I think it was our freshman year, we were going into the film room. Uh, so every, so you play a game and then you come in on Sundays, you get a workout in, and then you have film of the game from, the, from that Saturday. You go in and break it down and talk through your mistakes, the things you did right, et cetera. And he said, uh, he said something to me that's always stuck with me. And, it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. And that has been something that's always stuck with me when, you know, when you hit hurdles in, in this journey of life that we're going through, whether it's work or personal, um, I think we as people tend to always really gravitate and focus on the, the bad sometimes, and that can really pull you down. But then I think we also have, we also have the tendency when, when things are good to really over-exaggerate how good they are. Um, so I think it's one of the been, it's just been a model that's really helped me try to stay somewhat uh, kind of even keel in a variety of different circumstances. Well, Josh Brantz, I want to thank you again for sitting down with us for this Q&A session. Uh, readers will really enjoy getting to know you. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm just going to let that continue to run. I have a couple of little extra questions for you. Thank you, Arnie, for You're jumping welcome. in on yeah, the question absolutely. that adds a lot of depth to this. Thank you. Um, so little things I want to do here. How old are you? Uh, 37. Uh, I remember 37. <laughs> um, what city do you currently live in? Uh, we live in Rosemount, okay. Minnesota. And what's your hometown? New Underwood, South Dakota. Excuse me? New Underwood, South New Dakota. Underwood. Okay. Two words, yeah. If you blink, you'd miss it. My people are from South Dakota, but I've never been near New Underwood. Uh, so we've got your kids, ages eight, seven, and five. Yeah. Wife's name? Uh, Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y. She used the same last name? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I ask because my wife doesn't. Yeah. Because who wants to be Johnny Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. 
Um, and just to make sure, yeah, how long have you been a managing partner now? Uh, a month. Was it back on the first of the of uh, two thousand nineteen? Okay. Right. Right. So here. And one thing I didn't really ask that I might want to flesh out here a little bit is, you know, I assume the two of you talked about this for a while. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just something you were thinking about, it was something you talked to, to determine if you were interested, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, well, it's clearly been something <coughs> I've been thinking about right. um, for some time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I've been kind of wanting to do this, but. Um, Never really felt comfortable and found, felt like you found the right person. Sure. Um, and I have that in Josh. I mean, his personality is not bigger than the job. <laughs> and I think in real estate you get a lot of that. I mean, you get a lot of guys that have some pretty big personalities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it makes it harder for people to relate to them, employees to relate to them. And, you know, Josh, in my opinion, doesn't, doesn't seem to have that. So. I mean, I, I turned 62 years old in December, and I really want to go on and do some things in my life that I've never done, which which actually require me to be here, to not be here for extended periods of time. So, sure. you know, somebody needs to be around. Okay. And, and I think to own something and just have somebody doing that work for you, that kind of takes the fun out of the job. Mm -hmm. At least for me, being in the real estate business for me, uh, Matt has been about, you know, designing the project and sitting with the architects and, you know, getting your kind of your thoughts involved, right? And that, that's what makes you feel proud to drive by it. And so I think you either got to either got to give it up or you got to keep the reins. And I'm I am just totally ready to give it up. And I think Josh is prepared to take them. So it's been working out great. We did it at Loden, and. Everything worked out great. Mm -hmm. You know, the Champlin deal, I haven't even been to Champlin. So, <laughs> I mean, Josh has proven that he can get a deal done from tip to toe. Start with the city, get all the various professions involved, get it designed, get it financed. Mm -hmm. I'll help him anywhere I can, from equity to raising money to inter introductions. Whatever I can do to help, I'll, I'll do. But. I just want everybody to know that when they're dealing with us, they're dealing with Josh. They're not dealing with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's got full control and the full reins of running the ship. How many employees do you have here at Greco? So we've got 45 right now, uh, not including Arnie and I. You know, and really seven of those folks are within our corporate uh, staff level. So 38 of them are really our our, our, our teammates that are boots on the ground really executed on a day-to-day -day basis at the at the individual sites um, is there an ownership stake with you moving as to, into managing director mm -hmm. yeah yes, we're 50 50 okay. he's so a 50 50 owner and we have okay. an agreement as to how he buys the other 50 percent so it's all all done excellent Yeah, I think, you know, as, as to your question about we've been talking about it, thinking about it and whatnot, and Arnie been thinking about it, you know, I, I'd always hoped to at some point be in a position to, you know, be able to have a, a business that I was an owner in and, and ultimately, you know, operate in the long term and grow up. My dad was a 
self-employed guy growing up, so I think that's always been kind of a desire of mine, and um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to do it with Arnie. Uh, last couple things, are you just building multifamily now, or are you taking on some other projects besides that? Yeah, multifamily is our sweet spot. It seems like, you know, wherever we develop, we're, we're usually doing infill development. Now we've done a couple of, uh, well, we will have done a couple of these suburban projects that are, you know, really strictly housing. Um, but uh, the the urban infill stuff always has a commercial component to it of some sort. But I would say, yeah, we're not going out and building a, a standalone, you know, office building or retail strip center. I mean, our our focus and what we're good at and what we know is housing. Gotcha. And do you recall how many how many units of housing has Greco built over the years? Well, uh, and if it's in the press release, you can tell me to go look at the press release. <laughs> I mean, I've probably been involved in uh, you know a couple couple thousand, 2,500 units, something okay. like that. I mean, that's over the course of my mm -hmm. real estate career, from condos to, you know, rentals. We have here, so how many do we manage? We manage about 900 units right now. Okay. Um, so we, we also do, one of our lines of businesses, we do some development consulting for uh, a couple groups in town, and really as it relates to the housing component of the project. Mm -hmm. So... If you add those in there too, I mean, you probably add another thousand units on on top of that. So right now we're we're managing about nine hundred units. We're projected to be at about eighteen hundred units by the end of twenty twenty one, and then from there, I think you know our the long term vision is try to get in between that twenty five hundred and three thousand unit mark, and um, really that that's us to and kind of our mo has always been and I chuck this up to Arnie and, and it's always been a good motto is one in the ground and one on the drawing board you know mm -hmm. that's been kind of our annual annual goal and if we can achieve that you know our average pro uh, project size is anywhere between 150 and 250 units somewhere in that in that threshold and if we can do that one a year uh, for the next five years that's an additional thousand units it kind of gets us to that you know that 2,500 to 3,000 unit mark. And what's your balance on projects you know taking them to market versus hanging on to them. Yeah, it also, it's also dependent on who the, <clears throat> who the partner is in that project and who the, you know, the, the various partners are in that project and how the, the capital stacked in, in there. Um, it's traditionally been, you know, when we've worked with institutional type groups, it's, 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 it's been structured in a way that you do need to go to market, you know, as soon or shortly thereafter stabilizing the project, whereas when we're able to use more long-term money, um, which is our preference, is to build, fill, and hold the building for the long term. Um, so as we start, you know, working towards that that development goal and trying to get to that twenty-five hundred to three thousand units, you know, the build, fill, and hold model is really what we're focused on. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.